is the end of October already, and Halloween is Monday. Man, has this year flown by? I, I can't, I can't believe it's it's already Halloween. And you know, in that regard, our show today is kind of a little bit bit fun, but we're going to have some serious tones to it as well. But it's going to be a, a Halloween based show. You know, I remember when my boys were young. About this time of year, they'd start wishing Santa Claus would come and Christmas time, and I'd say, boys, you know, as soon as Halloween gets here, it's going to be Christmas before you know it. And they'd say, oh, no, Dad, it's going to take forever. But it's not. Trust me, as soon as Monday comes and goes, it's going to be Santa Claus and reindeer time. Well, welcome into the Wealth Guardian show today. Um, It's October, end of October. It's finally fall. The air is crisp and light. I love it. And um, we got the little looking forward to some frost on the pumpkins here pretty soon. And uh, as always, let me give a big shout out and a thank you to all of our uh, men and women in uh, in the armed services, as well as our first responders out there. Thank you so much for what you do for us every single day. You know, do you guys worry about the next major stock market correction? Maybe it's just around the corner. Do you wonder how long your money would last in retirement? Or if your health took a sudden turn for the worse, it could wipe you out financially. If you answered yes to those questions, you're not alone. There's just a small handful of challenges that are haunting anyone who's considering retiring in the next several years. And it's for good reason. People are downright scared today about a lot of things. They're scared about the outcome of this presidential election, which is just a week away. They're scared about what's going to happen to our economy. They're scared about being 75 years old and full of life and flat broke. And they're scared that our $19 trillion in debt is going to mean higher taxes in the future. And they're scared to invest in the stock market. And they're scared about skyrocketing cost of health care and medical expenses. And this list just goes on and on and on. Hey, there's good news, though. You can conquer all those challenges. And today I'm going to prove it to you. On today's show, I'll reveal 13 challenges that are haunting anyone who's retiring in the next several years. Plus some little known strategies that could help you conquer these challenges and help you retire with clarity and confidence. All right, let's dig into these 13 haunting challenges. Uh, Before I do that, let me remind you to go to our um, website at www.thewealthguardians.com. We've got plenty of information on there that is free. It's downloadable. We've also got some videos on there. Just about anything you can think of from Social Security to pensions to investing, um, long-term care, Medicare, annuities, you name it, it's there. If you've got a question, a concern, Use our website as a resource. That's, you know, that's why I pay those guys the big bucks I do to keep that thing going. Anyway, let's talk about challenge number one, this haunting and scary challenge. Your 401k, it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde product. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, when 401ks first came out, it was a great idea. Let you save money for later for your retirement and get a tax break doing it. What a cool concept that was. 
And back in those days, I can remember like it was yesterday. When I first got into this business, it was assumed that when you were in retirement, your tax bracket would be lower than it is while you're working. You can't assume that anymore because, you know, we have such a huge debt in this country. Everybody I talk to believes and thinks taxes are going to be higher in the future. So why is this 401k going to turn into your Mr. Hyde? Well, you've never paid tax on that money. And when you start taking monies out of that 401k, it's going to get taxed. Now, most of you listening to me today are probably somewhere in a 25% or less tax bracket. Some of you are over that. But as we've spoke about on this show many times before, taxes have been higher than that in history in this country. And taxes could go higher than that in this country. Taxes have been as high as 90% in the United States. And for a long time, the highest marginal tax rate was 70%. So there's precedent. It could happen when you retire and you're starting to take income out of that 401k or that IRA, you could be paying as much as probably 35% or more on your taxes. That's why the Dr. Jekyll 401k turns into a Mr. Hyde. Number two challenge for this Halloween is bequeathing a 401k or an IRA. It could rattle beneficiaries with a gruesome tax bill in the afterlife. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the deal. A beneficiary of a 401k or an IRA, uh, if it's a non-spousal beneficiary, is going to be required to take a required minimum distribution from it regardless of their age. I mean, they could be 35 and inherit the IRA and still have to take a a required minimum distribution. So that's going to add to their tax base. Um, Obviously, if they take uh, the whole amount of money out of the IRA, that's an immediate tax bill. And you know we have the ability to stretch IRAs now, but there is talk in the political circles of doing away with that, going back to the old rule where you had to take the money out over a five-year period of time. Now, that would really impact you tax-wise, and uh, I hope they don't do that, but as badly as our government needs tax revenue, I think that might very well happen. Hey, and if you just joined us, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show. My name's Doug Ray, and today we're talking about 13 haunting challenges that may affect your retirement. But if you haven't saved for retirement, there's not a whole lot I can do for you. But if you have saved some money for retirement, then good for you. That's a great first step. But the question now becomes, how do you make the most out of the money you've saved and invested for your retirement? How do you stretch every penny, every dollar? How do you make it last for the rest of your life? If you don't have a plan, you risk running out of money in retirement. You risk leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table with your Social Security if you don't have a plan to take those benefits. And you risk needlessly paying thousands in taxes, penalties, and fees when you withdraw money from your IRA or your 401k or other retirement accounts. 
I am just scratching the surface here, folks. So let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you with our customized five-point retirement master plan. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, we can share some little-known secrets and strategies that can show you how to make the most, the very most, out of every dollar you've saved for retirement. And I can prove it to you on that initial analysis. There's no cost. There's no obligation on your part. Your only investment is your time. So, to get scheduled, you got to call us. That number is 336-391-3409. I'll say it again. 336-391-3409. Pick up the phone right now and get it scheduled. I know you've been meaning to and you just forgot about it, but do it now. All right, let's get into the next haunting fact about retirement. You know, um, active mutual fund managers, they're all cursed to fail to outperform the stock market. You know, most people don't realize this, but the fact of the matter is, if you look at your mutual fund, if it's an equity-based mutual fund or funds in your portfolio, you have a 90% probability that those funds have not outperformed their standard benchmark, the S&P 500. Oh, yeah, maybe one or two years they'll, they'll outperform. The manager will get a hot hand. But over the long haul, they don't do it. So the question becomes, why put your money in mutual funds? Well, I've asked that question quite a bit with all the different alternatives are, that are out there. I mean, shoot. <laughs> if you wanted to, I mean, really, if all you did is put your money in a mutual fund in your 401k and just left it and forgot about it, well, heck, you could do the same thing by just buying the S&P 500 ETF, the symbols SPY. Now, it is the S&P 500. It has outperformed 90% of all mutual funds and fund managers over time. And guess what? It's a heck of a lot cheaper than that mutual fund you have or that managed account you have by some, uh, some uh, manager. The cost is 15 basis points. What's a basis point? Well, 100 basis points is 1%. So the cost per year for SPY is 15 basis points. I mean, it's less than 20% or, you know, less than, what, one-fifth of a percent per year. And it's outperformed 90% of all mutual funds. You know, indexing became a very good uh, strategy years ago uh, because people realize that. And, and that's one of the reasons why I gravitate to uh, indexed uh, annuities and life insurance because we're indexed against uh, a benchmark that's proven. It's outperformed 90% of all money managers over and over again. And, you know, in an indexed annuity or life insurance policy, you're insured and guaranteed against downside loss. So if we have that downturn in the near future, which we're well overdue for, then you're going to be protected. So give us a call here at the Wealth Guardians at 336-391-3409, and let's, uh, let's take a 
a look at your situation and get a second opinion. All right, we've got to go to break. We'll be right back with the Wealth Guardians here on 94.5 WPTI. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Ray. This is the Wealth Guardian Show. Let me ask you something. Do you worry that the next major stock market correction is just around the corner? Do you wonder how long your money's going to last in retirement? If you've even saved enough for retirement, can you even retire? Or do you worry if your health took a sudden turn for the worse that it could absolutely wipe you out financially? If those questions have come to your mind, then you're not alone. There's a lot of people out there with the same questions. But you can conquer those challenges, and and today I'm going to prove it to you. So what we're doing today is uh, looking at 13 haunting challenges uh, that face everybody that um, is thinking about or in retirement. And uh, we've been through a few of them in the first segment, and we're going to cover a few more here as we go into the next segment. And I'm also going to challenge you a little bit as we go through this. So when we um, took our break, we were talking about mutual funds and how uh, the S&P 500 has outperformed 90% of all actively managed mutual funds. I want to turn the topic to the fees on these mutual funds. Um, We started to broach that subject uh, as we went into break um, a little bit. But most mutual funds, all of them have fees. And let's face it, folks, you know, everybody does something uh, to make a living. And and nothing is free. There's no free lunch out there. Uh, But having said that, there are funds out there that have higher than average costs associated with them. Did you know there are several different classes of funds? There's A, B, C, D, and L shares. Did you know that? An A share fund is basically a front-end loaded sales charge fund. In other words, you pay to get into it, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 4, 5, even 6%. Uh, but that's it. That's one time you're in, and once you're in the fund family, you can switch between their different funds. But they also have ongoing charges as well. They're called 12B1s, and the 12B1 fees are – you know, to pay administrative and those kinds of fees, uh, cost, um, but they can add up because they're charged every single year. Then there's uh, the B-class shares, which basically have no charges to get in, but you have a surrender penalty if you get out uh, in a certain amount of time, usually about four years, but they also have ongoing internal fees, 12B1s and that kind of thing. The bottom line is this. When you're looking around to have your money managed, understand you're going to pay for that. Like I said before, we in this business, we don't do it for free. We've got to feed our family. But at the same time, you shouldn't be overcharged either. You know, you go out, when you buy a new car, you look for the best deal you can find, right? Most people do. Um, it should be no different than, than your money. You know, when, when I have a new client come in and we sit down and we go through their planning and so forth, uh, once I get around to the point where I'm showing them how 
we're going to make their retirement happen for them and the tools we're going to use to make that income flow and grow those assets, I explain to them all the fees and the surrender penalties that they're going to incur. If they leave my office and they don't understand that, then that's their fault, not mine, because we're fully open with disclosure. And you should, the next time you sit down and and look for an investment, you should look for all the fees. There's even hidden fees in there somewhere for a lot of these things. Uh, Like I said, nothing is free. And if, if, if there is an investment that's been pitched to you that looks like it's no charge or no fee, trust me, somewhere in there, there is a fee. So here, I'm going to give you a rule of thumb. And, and, you know, this is a rule of thumb. It's not, I mean, you just can't throw it out there as as a blanket rule. But the bottom line is you should pay no more than 1% to 1.5% per year to have your money managed. Bottom line. And I've seen, I have seen some, um, especially variable annuities, I've seen 4, 5, and 6% per year. In fees now, you can't in, in in the stock market like we've had the last eighteen years. You can't make any money in that. If you're if you're having to pay four, five, six percent a year in fees, you're not going to make any money. I mean, those mutual funds have got to earn four, five, six percent a year just to keep even. So, rule of thumb: one to one and a half percent. Here's another problem with mutual funds I don't like, especially. And, and, you know, if you buy mutual funds in a in a non-qualified account, in other words, an after-tax account, something besides your IRA, and it happens about this time of year, this is a scary proposition. If they've had a good year, guess what they're going to do? Yeah, they're going to pay a dividend or they're going to pay interest or something like that. And guess what? That payment is going to be a taxable event. So here's your problem. If you buy a mutual fund outside of an IRA or a tax-qualified account, you have to keep meticulous records on that fund and your cost basis because one day you're going to sell that fund, most likely. So if it's been paying capital gains and interest and, and gains and so forth all along, then you're paying tax on that as it happens. So that's going to obviously change your cost basis. So in other words, if you don't keep meticulous records, then you're going to double tax yourself on owning that mutual fund. All right. Hey, if you just joined us, uh, this is the Wealth Guardian Show. My name's Doug Ray. And, you know, we've been talking about uh, 13 haunting challenges that face retirees today, all in good humor, you know, because it's Halloween. But... You know, retiring successfully today doesn't happen by accident. It's more than just saving and investing for retirement. It happens with a plan. It happens with a plan for how and when you claim your Social Security benefits. So important. If you get this wrong, it's wrong forever, folks. It happens with a plan for when you'll withdraw money from your IRA, your 401k, and other retirement accounts. It happens with a plan to pay fewer fees and taxes. And it happens with a plan to turn your savings and investments into an income workhorse while reducing those risks at the same time. Do you have that plan? Are you following a plan? 
if you don't have a plan now, you know, it's time to take that first step. It's time for you to get our customized five-point retirement master plan. Let me prove to you how we can make the most out of every single dollar you've saved for retirement. That analysis is not going to cost you or obligate you to anything. I will do it for you for free. I've done thousands of these plans for my listeners on this radio station, and I'm inviting you now, if you've ever thought about doing it, to pick up the phone and call us and get scheduled to come in and do this five-point master plan for yourself. Whether you work with me or not, that's okay. You'll at least have a roadmap. So call us at 336-391-3409. And I do hope you're going to work with me because that's why we do this. You know, we want to be able to uh, help you navigate the uh, retirement challenges that that you're facing. So again, 336-391-3409 to get that free master plan. And um, hope to see you soon. All right, we've been talking about mutual funds. Let's talk about ETFs, exchange-traded funds. Now, me personally, I prefer these over mutual funds, and, and all an ETF is is a basically a, a mutual fund that's traded on the exchange, just like a stock. Um, but there's some bad ones too. You got to you know you got to look at these things, especially the ones that have light volume, because you can have a disparity in the actual value, the equity of that fund and what it's trading at. In other words, if it's, it's if it's a low volume traded fund, the actual value could be completely out of scheme with it, with with the trading price, either above or below. So let's say for example, you had an ETF that uh, was worth $10. The, in other words, the equity that the stocks that they own have a $10 per share value. Well, if it's a low traded type of fund, it could be trading at a price that's above or below that. Now, if it's below that, that could be a good deal for you. For example, if you could buy it at $9, what's worth 10, then maybe eventually it will be worth $10 per share at some point in time. That could be a good deal. On the other hand, if you buy a fund that's so trading for 11 or 12 and it's only worth 10, that's not going to be a good deal for you in the long run. So be careful of ETFs. Uh, I like them. I, I trade them a lot myself, but, um, you know, there, there are some, there's some traps there. All right. Um, here's another haunting thing to think about. Anybody in my business can dress up and be a financial advisor. Yeah. You can. You don't even need a college education to be a financial advisor. Heck, for that matter, you don't even need a high school education. You just need to pass a couple of tests. In fact, I've known very successful financial advisors that never had um, a college education. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have a college education, but the thing is, if you're looking for an advisor, there's some things you ought to consider. Obviously, how long they've been in the business. You know, if, if, if I think a rule of thumb there is five years. If you have a financial advisor who hasn't been in business for five years or longer, then they're learning on your money, bottom line. I remember back when, when I first started in the business, um, 
you know, I at least had an MBA going into it. But but essentially, for a first few years, I was learning all my clients' money. Um, the other thing is education. You know, a, a college degree is not required, and, and that doesn't mean that a financial advisor is less than if he doesn't have a college degree. But what you want to do is you want to find a financial advisor who is serious about their craft, meaning they're constantly educating themselves. They have additional training beyond what is necessary. In other words, they're a certified financial planner. They are a chartered financial consultant. They're a retirement income certified professional. They're a chartered life underwriter. They've got all those letters after their name. That means they're serious about their craft. They're serious about you as their client. Well, here we are already up against the end of the show. I want you to have a great Saturday afternoon and a wonderful Halloween. And um, if you kids are out there listening, trick or treat, have fun. We'll see you next week. Bye. 